Hi, I'm Anna Staver, and this is a special episode of Ohio Politics Explained, a podcast where you give us 15 minutes and we give you all the details on what went down in Larry Householder's public corruption trial. I'm joined this week, as always, by reporters Jesse Ballmer and Laura Bischoff, who are down in Cincinnati in that federal courtroom day in and day out. All right. So it looks like the prosecution's end is in sight. It's on the horizon. But this week, we heard from a number of different people, including we continued to hear from Householder's political advisor, Jeff Longstreth. And we heard about some repairs made to a home that Larry owned in Florida. So obviously, my first question is, like, did we see photos of the house? Like, how fancy was it on the inside? Like, what what was going on with this, like upgraded house in Florida. So one of the witnesses that we got on the stand was uh, the general contractor for the Florida house. And he did a little like tour of the house via video after the repairs were done to just prove that he had done the work. So, I mean, it looked like a nice Florida house. There was a pool, there was a lanai. Most of the repairs that they needed to do were to the roof, which was damaged in Hurricane Irma. And the allegation is that Larry used uh, some of this dark money, right? Some of this first energy money to make those repairs. Is that is that the claim the prosecution is making? Yeah, so that's where uh, Jeff Longstreth's testimony came in. He served as Householder's primary political consultant from like late 2016 until their arrest in July of 2020. And he testified that he used that Householder had him pay for some legal fees, a lawsuit settlement, the home repairs, and some credit card debt. And Longstreth said that he used the money that went from First Energy through Generation Now into his accounts to cover the roughly, I think it was about $500,000 in expenses for Householder. This is where federal prosecutors are trying to prove personal enrichment so that he personally benefited from this kind of dark money group that he helped control and was kind of deeply involved in. That's the allegation. Householder's team is saying that this was a loan, that Jeff Longstreth was always going to be repaid. But when Jeff Longstreth was on the stand, he was saying that he tried several times to get this sorted out, to sign a loan contract, for example. He was worried that getting some for nothing could be illegal. And to as of today, has Householder repaid any of this money? According to Jeff Longstreth, he never signed the agreement. He never repaid a penny and he never said thank you. Ouch. So um, we also heard something about uh, what is a casket carrier and how does that factor into this trial? Well, it seems that like Larry Householder had his own vocabulary for loyalty. Casket carriers, according to Longstreth, were his loyal team around him that would be with him until death and would lower the casket in the ground. Ah. And then he also had a saying of like on the farm meant like you're on the team. And he also said he advised his loyal allies to stay in the fort. And according to Longstreth, Householder used to say, I can protect you in the fort, but when you leave the fort, I can't protect you. So don't leave the fort and get shot at. So speaking of that fort, we heard from three different lawmakers who were outside of it. Dave Greenspan, Kyle Kaler, and Laura Lenise. And so what did these, they're all Republicans, for those who don't know, they're all no longer in the legislature, but what did the three have to say about life outside that fort? 
Yeah, so all three of these former legislators testified about the pressure that they faced to vote yes on House Bill 6, which was this $1.3 billion bailout for two nuclear plants that were then owned by First Energy Solutions. And First Energy and First Energy Solutions were the companies that were largely bankrolling this whole enterprise per se. And so, for example, Dave Greenspan um, in particular received some pressure from former lobbyist Neil Clark, who conveyed from Householder that Dave Greenspan's bills might not move forward, that he might suffer political repercussions if he voted against House Bill 6, which was a priority bill of the Speaker. And in fact, uh, Dave Greenspan's legislation to legalize sports betting was really slow walked and ultimately didn't go anywhere in that general assembly. So Householder's attorney, Mark Marin, took some issue with the way he was allowed to cross-examine some of these folks, like Dave Greenspan. So what happened? I heard the jury left and then the judge and Mark Marin kind of got into it. Well, uh, so yeah, this was after Mark Marin started to do cross-examination of Dave Greenspan. And he was kind of going after Greenspan um, pretty hard. And there were objections from the prosecution, and uh, those objections were sustained. So anyway, Marin says, okay, judge, like, it's past 4.30, we should probably wrap up. And the, the jury's escorted out, and Greenspan leaves the stand, and Marin says he wanted to put something on the record. And he, for this is the second time in which he, he said to, to the judge, like, you're doing a bad job. He said, you know, you're tying our hands. I don't understand how you keep overruling our object. Um, you, you're overruling us. We can't do our jobs. We can't do our jobs effectively if you're treating us this way. And Judge Black was really having none of it. And he said, you know, essentially, anything else? Nope. Okay, we're adjourned. And he walked off the bench. And then on Friday morning, the assistant U.S. attorney, Matt Singer, stood up and put it on the record that he felt that that his team felt that Mark Marin was being disrespectful and wasn't following the rules of decorum. Do you think that's a setup for like an appeal or like what's the strategy there? It certainly could be. They aren't sharing their strategy with us per se, but if you feel like you got an unfair trial, that the judge um, was overly biased or made it hard for you to do your job in assisting your client in defense, that's something that you could bring up on appeal. Some of the pretrial motions, which don't sound very exciting, but things like they haven't been able to mention attorneys very much, uh, concerned about attorney-client privilege, but also just that the mere presence of attorneys will legitimize some of um, this behavior. They also can't talk too much about what is like normal in politics. So they can't say, well, the pro-gun or anti-gun lobby also raises money via 501c4s. So this is politics as usual. And actually, I did want to circle back on something from a couple weeks ago. Have they made a decision about that infamous photo that First Energy folks were circulating of their logo on top of the state house? As far as we know, no, that has not been, the judge hasn't ruled on that. And then what's happening next week? It sounds like the prosecution may actually wrap up their case. Yeah, so there's going to be one final witness from the prosecution after five weeks of, you know, kind of truncated trial, depending on the number of times people got COVID. The final witness is going to be Tyler Furman, who is a GOP operative who was working for the effort to block House Bill 6. He worked with the FBI um, and accuses 
former Ohio Republican Party Chairman Matt Borges of bribing him for insider information about that referendum. A $15,000 check was exchanged. Matt Borges says that was in other projects and to help someone who was going through a messy divorce. So I think Tyler Furman is going to be really important for the case against Matt Borges because we spent a lot of time this week with people talking about Larry Householder's behavior and knowing very little of how Matt Borges was tied to this whole thing. And who is on the list for Householder and Borges? Are they going to take the stand themselves? So we don't have an official list. The defense is going to start on Monday and there will be a number of witnesses. One we know for sure is AFL-CIO leader who also gave money and received money from Generation Now. The unions were pretty supportive of House Bill 6 because there were union jobs at those nuclear plants. Um, Larry Householder said initially that he wanted to take the stand, that he was planning to take the stand. And so um, I think we can expect to see that, but you never know until it's actually the moment. And uh, speaking with Matt Borges, um, he said that he would do it if he needs to, that um, that he's certainly willing to uh, present his case. Well, I think that's everything. And if Larry takes the stand, you can hear all about it from us next week. Indeed. Absolutely. Ohio Politics Explained is brought to you by the USA Today Network Ohio Bureau. You can find us on Twitter at Ohio Explained. And if you want to learn more about any of the topics we covered, check us out online at any of the newspapers in our network, like daily-jeff.com.